0: You are now listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything that's anything, with your hosts, David and Brenda. Now, let's get to talking about This and That. Hi everybody out there in podcast land, this is Brenda, otherwise known as Miss Brenbren, And this is David, a.k.a. Dr. David, a.k.a. The Professor. And we're coming to you from Podcast Land Studio with our 27th edition of This and That. 27! Today is August 19th, 2019, and we have a lot that we're going to talk about, but before we get any further... Um, in our free weekly podcast where we talk about everything that's anything, uh, let's give some shout outs, will we? Sure. But I For thought a, it was
1: everything that's anything.
0: Oh, well, isn't that what I said?
1: I think you said it the other way around.
0: Okay. <laughs> I think. Anyway, our podcast talks about everything that's anything. Did I get it right that time? Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. Because we don't want to confuse anybody out there in podcast land. Because um, we are, again, going to talk about everything that's anything. But before we do that, like we always do, we want to say thanks to everyone who is listening in to what we have to say. Um, Whether you are one of our loyal listeners that comes back week after week or whether this is your first time checking out what we have to say or you're somewhere in between you come as often as you can um, we just have to say thank you and let you know that we're very very grateful now let's give some shout outs to some of the locations that are listening in starting with Milwaukee, Wisconsin Denver, Colorado, San Jose, California, Louisville, Kentucky, and that's here in the United States. Believe it or not, we have international listeners as well, so a shout out to London, England,
1: London, Canada,
0: Amsterdam,
1: Netherlands, and way down south,
0: Johannesburg, South Africa. We want to give a special shout out. To those in the U.S. military, whether you're located here in the U.S. or whether you're located outside the country, thank you for listening in to this and that. As well as a thank you to your dependents and those civilian supporters that are with you. We thank you for your service.
1: Very, very special thanks and thanks to all the first responders in the U.S.
0: as well. Now, as I mentioned at the start, um, this is a free podcast, and we are available where well, David.
1: We're available through all of the uh, most popular streaming services, podcast uh, apps, and distribution points, including our home base of SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes stitcher spotify google play music and TuneIn. in you can also listen to the podcast on all alexa
0: voice assisted devices now you know what's very special about our podcast no what is that it is on demand so that means people can listen to us wherever whenever
1: absolutely. If you're driving to work, if you're in the shower, in the gym, doesn't matter. You can listen to us. You can listen to past
0: episodes as well. That's right. They're all out there available for you to just tune into it and listen at your leisure. So, go out and listen and make sure you tell somebody about us.
1: That's correct. And of course, if you subscribe,
0: uh you don't have to worry about looking for it.
1: Just uh Open up your favorite app and you will find all the new
0: podcasts once they're out there available. Now, if individuals don't want to subscribe, but they still want to know when a new episode is posted, how would they find out? Well, they could find out. The easiest way is
1: to sign up for the This and That email distribution list. And what's the email address? The email address is thisandthat@aboutgreatercincinnati.com. at That's this, the letter N, that, all nine characters together, at sign, aboutgreatercincinnati.com. So you sign up for the email distribution list, and you will know when a new podcast is available for your listening pleasure.
0: Now, um, they're going to find out, and they're going to tune in, and they're going to listen. So what are we going to talk about today? Because I know we're now back in Podcast Land studio, but we were out and about earlier during the week, and um, today is a special episode.
1: That's correct. This is a special edition of This and That. As uh, Brenda said, we were out and about last week, Every time this year in this part of the world, there is the Western and Southern Open, which is one of the uh, major tennis tournaments in the world. It's here in Southwest Ohio. It's been around since 1899 in the same city or geographic area. And it's the only tennis tournament on the globe that can say that. So again, special edition, we're gonna go through and recap uh, our impressions As Brenda said, we were there uh, throughout the week, and I won't steal any more thunder from that.
0: All right, so why don't we just go ahead and get started with our special edition of our podcast where we're going to talk about the Western and Southern Open. You are now listening to This and That with David and Brenda. The week of August 10th through the 18th, the Western and Southern Open was played in the city of Mason, which is a suburb of Cincinnati, Ohio. And this tournament has been played in the same location, general area. Since 1899, as David said earlier. So, that would make it, what, 140 years old? No. Well, how old would it be?
1: That would make it about 120 years old. I thought it a
0: 140. No. All right, well, but, as you can you see, basic math. <laughs> I am not very good at math. So, I should have done that before we started. But I didn't. I was trying to do it in my head, and... The number is really 120 years old. Are you sure? Yes, I'm very sure. Do the math. It's 120.
1: It's 120. No, I don't think so. Yes, it is.
0: Okay. Think of well, it this way. We, David, no, David said it's 120. It's 120. We are, we are not going to belabor the point. We know it started in eighteen ninety nine, and is now twenty nineteen. So you do the math, and that's how long. That's how old the tournament is.
1: Look at it this one. Let's let's do it by the new new math, because this is how they would do it in school. No,
0: no, no. no. It's like we're 10, not we're, we're, we're not going to talk about how folks do math in school <laughs> because that it is would give me a headache. <laughs> That is more complicated as to how they're teaching kids to do math. Uh, That is a story for another day. day.
1: As a certain radio host would say, moving right along.
0: Thank you. Um, (laughs) We had how many players from how many different countries Um, that were in town?
1: Well, there, there were 56 players, both on the... Well, let's set it up for people who aren't familiar with it. This tournament... You have um, ATP Masters 1000, which is the men, running uh, concurrently along with the WTA uh, tournament, along with doubles.
0: So if you want uh, an analogy or another way to think about it, think about how they played the U.S. Open in New York. What we have here in Southwest Ohio is a Midwest version of... The U.S. Open. Yeah, it's a
1: Midwest mini U.S. Open. That's a great analogy. So all that's running together. And it's and it's one week, eight days, Saturday to Sunday. Saturday to the 10th this year to Sunday the 18th. And talking about, we're going to set doubles aside. Miss Bren Bren and I aren't really into doubles. Sorry, folks, we're into that. So we didn't watch doubles.
0: No, okay. We didn't. No, we didn't. But uh, you know me and Matt. Just not good. But you said an eight-day tournament. I
1: thought it was
0: nine. Um,
1: no. It's, it's, if you count, I guess it's nine if you count the Saturday. If you count that day. Yeah, because
0: there are coal fires.
1: Yeah, I don't count the qualifiers. Okay. I always count from the Sunday. Well,
0: I count qualifiers, so I count Sorry, from qualifiers. Saturday. So it's a, in my book, it's a nine-day
1: turnaround. She's, and she's 100% correct. It's That's on me. I don't count the qualifiers, although they're important. See, folks, I know math. Thank you. As long as the numbers don't go too high. If you got your fingers and toes, you're fine. Once you go beyond your fingers and toes. All bets are off. <laughs> and you know it's true. I'm sorry. Movie. You, you put yourself out there. Moving right, right, right along, please. Okay, so there were 56 players, men's side and 56 players on the women's side in the singles. And then they fill the rest in with buys and, and, um, and the like. So that's where that comes from. And they were from 47 countries this year, so
0: among the players. That was, that's where things stand. So over the nine days, there were 210 matches that were being played. So if you are a tennis fan... And she was figuring
1: that out while I was talking. You were
0: in heaven. (laughs) Because all of these things were going on concurrently, but at the same time, you had to choose what matches you were going to see because you couldn't see all of them. Yeah, there's no way. Plus, there's the practice sessions as well. This this,
1: tournament is unique among the um, the pro-level WTA and ATP tournaments in how much access the fans have to the players, how close you can get really up close and personal, literally up close and personal to them in the fan zone area. And um, you can watch them practice on the practice courts and everything else. So, and um, it's just, it's got that Midwest feel to it, as opposed to if you go to Flushing Meadows or some of these other tournaments,
0: Indian Wells, I mean, the ones that aren't even the, the um, Grand Slam ones. Now, you know what really makes this tournament go by very smoothly? The volunteers. Yes. Absolutely, and there this year
1: there were one thousand three hundred fifty volunteers. No,pe in there total?
0: one thousand three hundred and seventy five volunteers. Ah, okay. and and um,
1: the volunteers really do make this tournament work. Uh, without them, it would be com- complete and and an utter disaster, in my opinion. So hats off to them, and the volunteers come from a lot of different. Uh, um, locations. They're not all just from Southwest Ohio.
0: Right. They're all not just from Ohio. There are people that came from, I believe, 28 states. I yes. mean, we talked to folks that came from uh, New York. Arizona. There were folks Indiana, that came from California. Yeah, All over. And it's just not volunteers from the U.S. Yes.
1: There are volunteers that come from um, five countries this year. There's five countries total that they came from,
0: and how much time do the volunteers put in over the nine day tournament? Um, let me think about that. How many hours? Seventy
1: seven thousand, give or take some hours, just what they volunteer.
0: As you can tell from these numbers, there is a lot that has to go into making this tournament go by very smoothly, and then it does. With that, um, enough of
1: stats and prelim stuff. People want to know, well, what really happened? And let's just start with, this is mandatory on both the men's and women's side, but as usual, and this is not unique to this tournament, there are injuries that happen, and folks who um,
0: are scheduled to be here and committed to be here cannot make it. Right. And then there are some people who get here, and before they even get started, they have to pull out the tournament. Right. And so uh,
1: Rafa Nadal, uh, one of the quote-unquote big three on the men's side. And what I mean by that is, if you look at wins and the like, you have Rafa Nadal, Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, and then everybody else in the top ten.
0: And I believe Novak was rated and probably still rated number one. Um yes.
1: World number one when it, coming into this. And like you said, it probably still is coming out. But um, um Rafa had to withdraw and um so he never came here. Okay. Serena Williams was here, but she came here from Toronto where they were playing the, the Rogers Cup and she actually was in the finals but She had to withdraw from the finals.
0: Finals of
1: the Rogers Cup in Canada. Rogers Cup Finals. In Canada. In Canada, yes. In Toronto. That's in Canada. Um, And had to withdraw from that because of back spasms. Came here, gave it a go, but was in too much pain. So she never um, um, played a match. And so that opened up uh, the field for, you know, what they call, quote, unquote, lucky losers. People who qualified and didn't quite make it, but um, they get to come in in her stead.
0: So that was an opportunity for um, some people, like you said, who weren't set to play, but the minute they got the call, they were on a plane, in their car, whatever, and made their way to Mason, Ohio.
1: That is correct. Now, um, the it, speaking of that, um, the... One of the players who did quite well here, I think to some people's surprises, was um, Svetlana Kunetseva, who um, has two, she has two slams, doesn't she? Oh, do I don't believe, know. I do you believe she has two. A French Open, and um, I forget what the other one is. Oh, I think she did win New York. I think, I was going to say, I think it was US Open, yeah. but don't quote me on that. So, but, she has um, two slams. But she's had injuries and everything else, and um, also in tennis... If you're in your 30s, it's, it's like you're, you know, ancient.
0: Yeah, you're, you're, an, you're an oldie but goodie. So, and she's 34. So her,
1: because of injury and everything else, her ranking wasn't good enough to um, even get into Toronto. Uh, so she had to get a wild card for that. And the, the funny thing about that is she's always rooting for for Venus Williams and some other folks because if they get wild cards then that means she moves up and she can also get wild card as well. Now, believe or at least it, get in the
0: qualifiers. Believe it or not, Venus, is, Venus Williams, I believe, is the oldest woman's player on the circuit. Today, yes. Today, because she's 39. Right. So, that tells you about what is an oldie but goodie. Exactly.
1: So... Uh, Konesa was able to get in she had visa issues there's a whole other backstory that I'm not going to even get into but um, suffice it to stay, say because of um, all of these injuries and shuffles and everything else she was able to make it into the tournament and as I said she played very very well
0: <laughs> and um, I think she I was, played so well lot of, she made it to the finals yes
1: a lot of a lot of the other female players probably women players were probably like um, they
0: wish she hadn't made it there so, Championship Sunday, you had um, Konetsova in the, in the finals on the women's side.
1: Right, along with uh, American Madison Keys. And I have to say on the women's side that um, the American tennis is back. It floundered for a while. You had the Williams sisters, and that was about it for a while after Lindsay Davenport left, which seems like so long ago now. Um, but now you've got um, the Williams Sisters obviously is still around. You have Madison Keys who made it into the finals, um got Sloan, um, Sloan Stevens. Stevens, you have um Kennan who I never heard of until about a week and a half ago, and a whole bunch of other people. So American tennis on, on the women's side is, is is back in a big way, I think. So that that was that was good to see.
0: All right now let's talk a little bit about the guys.
1: Yes, on the men's side you had um, um, Novak Djokovic, Djokovic, who won last year, was here defending, and he had finally won here. Um, and this gets into my, and I know that the Roger Federer fanatics out there hate me for this, but you have to seriously, and I'm, I'm you know, no Djokovic fan, if it's between Roger and Djokovic, it's, it's Roger all the way. But being fair, this whole GOAT greatest of all time, you look at Federer, and clearly he is now. But you got Djokovic nipping at his heels. Because you look at the things Djokovic has done, he's catching up. Well, And he's the only man in the quote-unquote Open era to have won all the ATP Masters 1000 tournaments. That's something Roger's never
0: done. No, Roger has never done that. But Roger has won the um, Cincinnati Western and Southern Open Seven times. Yes, and nobody else has done that. So, yes, he owned the
1: tournament for a while, and and I think 2015 was the last time he won it, and then he got you know injured, kind of sorta, of, and had to reinvent himself. And yeah, bit. and
0: he's done a really good job of reinventing himself, but unfortunately, he didn't go all that far this year, and that was a bit of a disappointment to Federer fans, but nonetheless. He was here. He gave it a go. He got as far as he did, and he'll be back next year.
1: Yes, and he'll be at the U.S. Open. I mean, he's gonna, he's he's gonna be dangerous there, as he always is. Because
0: I think Rogers, what, thirty-seven? Something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, and I believe he's the oldest male currently on the um. Circuit that I don't know. I think he is, but. You fans can look it up and send us an email. Yeah, let, let us, us know. know if you, if you in, got it
1: wrong. Put in the comments section on SoundCloud or, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you, you listen to this. Let us know. But uh, the finals was Madison Keys and Konetsova. On the male side, you had um, actually Djokovic, who did not make it all the way himself, to, to that final. He was stopped by a Russian as well, Daniel Medvedev, who, um, and, and just an aside, there are so many tall men's players now, the kind of joke was, was this, you know, tennis or basketball? Because Medvedev is, they say he was six six. He seemed taller than six six to me.
0: Yeah, but he's not as tall as Isner.
1: Yeah, John Isner from the, the U.S. is six uh, nine. University of Georgia Stop graduate. It. Thank you. Stop it. Nobody cares. UGA.
0: U-G-A.
1: No one cares. Go no dogs. No one cares. Anyway, um, Medvedev um, stopped uh, Djokovic. And that was in a, a classic battle there, as it turned out. Um, so he made it into the final along with um, um, Goffin. And he is from Belgium, and I was surprised to hear this, that he was the first uh, men, men's side, male Belgian, to actually make it to uh, ATP Masters 1000 Tournament Final. Not just the Western and Southern tournament final, any masters one thousand tournament final, well, that got was a there, shocker
0: to me, but he didn't win.
1: no, he did not win. He was um, beaten by Medvedev, and uh, that was that it was it was a good match, I would say, but um that
0: was well, we'll just leave it at that. It was a good match now. Um, now, what was the total prize money for the tournament? Do you, do you remember? There's no comparison. For the men, um, all the prize money,
1: when you add it all up, is uh, $6,735,690. That's U.S. dollars. For the women, it's 2944486
0: What I don't understand is the women and the men winners of the tournament are supposed to be paid the same amount of money. But they're not. I thought it was equal pay. Equal prize money. Did I miss something somewhere? It's possible.
1: Uh um, that's what it's um, supposed to be. That's what everybody says, but you look at the breakouts and you know that's clearly not
0: the because case. Because Madison Keys was the um, the winner on the women's side and she walked away with a mere $544,500. That's basically change. When you compare it to what the male winner won, uh, which was $1,114,225 now, I know I'm not good at math, but that's not equal prize money. Am I missing something? I know that there was a effort for equal pay among the winners, men and women, but that doesn't sound equal to me.
1: Because it's not, so sure. that's that's a question we have to we'd have to talk to the tournament about. It well, because yeah, we had heard that, but when you're looking at the money, it's like, wait a minute, and the the pool isn't even. I was thinking, well, maybe the pool was it was there and somehow it divided it up, but no, there's no comparison. And um, we didn't mention the women's winner, which is Madison Keys. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, I
0: missed that. Yeah, you missed that. All right, but we'll. I'll <laughs> say it again, it in just somewhere. to make sure, women's winner was Madison Keyes, and the men's winner, which I did not mention, was, I can't pronounce the I last name. If. Yeah,
1: whatever you said. Yeah. Just like the the, the placeholder. Like I said, President. Of I, can't, for Putin.
0: I can't pronounce the name, so you do a good job with that. Okay, thank you. So that pretty much um, talks about what happened on the court. Now let's talk about what you can do off the court while you're at the tennis tournament. Now, of course, there is food available for you to purchase because you can't bring food in to um, the, the tennis court, the stadium. And I have to admit, this year, my favorite was the sweet potato waffle fries.
1: Yum! Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good, I have to say. So you can't go wrong with a whole bunch of places that are there. You can go from just a, a, a sub from some place, or pizza from La Rosa's town, of course. Um, ice cream is there. All sorts of things from uh, fish sandwiches, sandwiches.
0: You can even get salads,
1: sushi. Sushi, yeah, they always have sushi there. The the fusion plates. The last few years, they've had sushi there. They so get some of everything. Barbecue Montgomery Inn is there. So lots of vendors. There were sixteen different uh, food vendors plus the concession concession stands, where
0: as well. you could get things like hot dogs and that kind of stuff. So hamburgers. They also had uh, cheese sticks. Really, cheese sticks. Yeah. And but um, again. Yes, I could have the waffle eaten fries were the sweet favorite. potato waffle fries all day long, yeah. and I would have been quite happy. This is this. Is I true. didn't. I did not need you, anything else. Yes, our podcast
1: podcast listeners have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> they just have sweet. no idea.
0: Well, I'd never had sweet potato waffle fries before. Yeah. Neither had I, but you know, they, they were, were they good. were really
1: good. But you know, they were when, really good. Yes,
0: we even we had to buy some to bring home.
1: Yes, like I said. They have no idea just how much you rave and rave
0: about these. So, yes, there's the food there, there's the fan zones. And there's also music. There's, like, bands Um, that are playing and and, um, all different types of music.
1: Yeah, there were this week or last week, there were 34 different musical acts that were there on the the stage.
0: Right. The one thing that they do that I have yet to um, participate in is the um, celebrity chef, chef demonstrations? demonstrations. Yeah.
1: yeah, I didn't get to. I usually hit those up a, a, a few times, uh, to to learn some some new skills. Um, good, yeah. When I'm not wearing those other hats, I also wear a chef hat. Yeah, well, my skill is eating, <laughs> and uh, so I, I I didn't get to go over there this 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 time around. Or um, you know, the infamous in my mind, um, get one of those. Custom-made cutting boards,
0: yes. They were very popular, so um, maybe next year.
1: Yes, and we would be remiss if we did not say that the Western Southern Open isn't just about great tennis uh, and um, tennis action, the prize money, and so forth. Uh, the money raised by the tournament goes to charity, and they're still calculating the numbers from this year, but through um 2018 since it's this tournament's been sponsored by western and southern uh and run by them they have raised and uh distributed to various charities 10.9 million with the m dollars and they send those out to three specific charities uh cincinnati children's uh, hospital medical center the barrett cancer center at Uh, UC, UC, University of Cincinnati, and Tennis for City Youth.
0: Right, and so they are doing a really great job of uh, giving back to, to charity, doing a really great job at that. Now, we would also be remiss in not letting you know that 15 of the 16 tournament sessions were sold out. And that's the tournament record.
1: The attendance, total attendance, is the second highest in tournament history. Uh, it was 198,044 people in total over the nine days.
0: So what is the um, the dates for the tournament for next year again? Uh,
1: once again, that's August uh, 15th through the 23rd. So it's Saturday, August 15th through Sunday, August 23rd, 2020.
0: Bottom line... It was a good tournament. Um, I like the way the folks run the tournament in Mason at the Linder Family Tennis Center. So if you don't have anything planned for next summer, August 15th through the 23rd, 2020, you should consider coming to Southwest Ohio for the 2020 Western and Southern Open. All right. So, um tennis um at the Western and Southern Open gets a thumbs up from me. Gets two thumbs up from me. They
1: always do a spectacular job there and um uh, there were only a couple rain delays this time around.
0: Yeah, I think it was, it was only two. It was only two, yeah. And they just, weren't long. No. No, they were really short, so but, that's But as you are planning what you're going to do in 2020, put that on your um, bucket list. Yes, it's
1: always uh, on most lists for uh, travel things to do in this part of the world. And uh, and I would say before you spend the big bucks and go see something like the U.S. Open or another tournament, head this way and see what, what it's all about. Listen to This and That on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other major podcast apps and services. This week's Words of Wisdom, uh, we're doing something a little bit different in keeping with our special edition of Western and Southern Open Tennis. We will be uh, providing from some folks' press conferences that happen throughout the week, Words of Wisdom, and you will be hearing uh, specifically... From the uh, four finalists of the tournament. And that is uh, David Goffin. And he will be up first from Belgium. He was the uh, runner-up in the men's final. Then you'll be hearing from Madison Keys, who uh, won the women's final. Then after that, uh, Svetlana Kuznetsova. The runner-up in the women's final, and then the winner of the men's final, Daniil Medvedev. Everything is in your head, turning, and you're like, uh, you have to stay calm.
0: I think I was probably lacking a little bit of confidence and wasn't... Fully committing to all of my shots and kind of holding back and at some point I kind of thought well what I'm doing isn't working so I might as well just really go for it and trust myself and see what happens and once I made that decision I knew I would have been happy no matter which way it went simply because I had the right intention and I was trying to do the right thing.
1: In Russia, we say we live today and not tomorrow. So some people can have uh, not much money, but they will spend everything today. Uh, we don't. We say it. We don't take money to the grave. So you never know, and it's something we have to enjoy today. And uh, we go crazy. We go for everything. So sometimes patience works good. I think it's a culture. It's in DNA. It's everything, and it's also your environment where you live in Russia and. How the times are tough, you don't know what's gonna to be tomorrow if it's gonna happen. So you'd rather have something good today. It was really just taking risks and uh, was a good risk. So maybe it has something with the Russian mentality.
0: Now, one of the common themes that you heard in the their words of wisdom that we pulled out from what they had to say throughout the tournament was you gotta be able to take risk and not necessarily risk for the sake of being risky, but risks that you think are going to be to your advantage provide you with some opportunities to get to where you want to be. Well, calculated risk, that's
1: what I would call it. So um, you have to trust in yourself, take some calculated risk and and go for it as instead of just hanging back and um being conservative uh, small c conservative and, and the like so that's really was a common theme from all these players at the elite level comments send your feedback to this and that at about well it's
0: Good to be back at Podcast Land Studio after our week long whirlwind at the Western and Southern Open. So, bottom line if you're planning to come to 2020, you better get your tickets early because it will be hard to um, get a ticket to this event because it's very popular and um, tickets go pretty fast. Tickets go fast, but they do have day passes and everything else. Yeah, they do. not don't be
1: discouraged. You can come here and just get a day pass and and have
0: a great, great time. Yeah, either way, you'll enjoy yourself because we certainly did. And um, I just wish I could get some more of those waffle fries.
1: Moving right along, that wraps it up for this special edition of This and That.
0: Yep. Game, set, match. Until the next time, all the best. Peace out. Bye, folks. You have been listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything about anything. This has been hosted by David and Brenda and is presented by... About AboutGreaterCincinnati.com Music by Poddington Bear Please subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay up to date about future episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions about this episode, future episodes, interested in sponsorship and or advertising, please email us at this and that, at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. All rights reserved. Thank you and all the best.